0: this is in the dirt with a soda
1: so we're here at the true car booth in the most comfortable seat i've sat in all day so this might be a longer conversation um, but jennifer <laughs> eliza thanks for joining us
2: thank you for having us yeah excited to be here together i know
1: i know we told you two you get like we can be on all at the same time and they were like yes yeah, let's that's do what, that's I good. Eliza i
2: was like oh this yes. would be fun well <laughs> then why don't we
1: start by let why don't you give us a little bit of the history of your relationship
2: Goodness gracious, I mean, I think that I met most of you guys on Clubhouse, right? And I I mean, I have been fangirling over Liza since the first time I heard her speak. Like, Seriously, <laughs> super human, we all? <laughs> one of my heroes.
3: <laughs> uh, I think sure. we we met for the first time maybe at Digital Dealer in Tampa. That sounds right, yes. At you all's thing. It was at that that the
1: family reunion. Yeah, yeah. I-, I think I that's made. where I
3: met
2: in person for the first time. Mm-hmm.
3: That, yeah,
1: That's actually where I met you for the first time in person.
2: That's
3: right. You were
1: sitting outside and we're like... We know each other.
2: <laughs> that was such a fun show because everyone was just so excited to be around people yes. again. It was the it first was really event great. after,
1: kind after of COVID, COVID shut down.
2: Yes.
3: And I hadn't been to Digital Dealer in years. So I was like, I just want to go see people. Yeah. And and then actually you all's event, I think was the thing that triggered me to say, well then I was speaking. And so I was like, all right, I'm going. Yeah,
1: I tried to get the band. That's the first time actually I ever met Kyle in person too. That's right. That, 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 so that, that, that morning. that was a
3: life-changing event then for the four of us sitting here. Sounds like it. Was it was awesome. Isn't
1: that funny if you think about that those two days and that was two years ago yeah yes. and so much has happened and now here we are here on we a are. whole feel like a whole seemingly different trajectory
3: i would agree yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know was said enough but like, yeah there it is we did a, we, we had a hangout no yeah well and you know you both said it but like the the memories that we get in this industry are connected to when we met people right like had had i not like connected a lot of things to that digital dealer i'd have been like was that digital dealer two or five years ago i can't remember right but i can remember meeting specific people and 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 communicate and now like relationships that go deeper into business and life and all that type of stuff i just love that part of the industry um you know uh i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out here we haven't talked a ton about this with you but I, I wanna know when you came up, you said this phrase back, uh, so this would have been like five months after that event, um, but we asked uh, a bunch of people to give us a phrase that they would encourage the car industry with. We put them on little uh, cards, and your phrase was love people more than you love cars. Um, was that kind of like a new thing for you, or had you been saying that for a while?
3: So I used to not want to admit that I am not a car person. I, I, I am not, I don't get excited about the product. I, half the time, I don't really know much about the product that I'm driving. And I think it was the reason that I first didn't want to come into this industry, because I, I thought you had to love the technology and the product of cars. But when I decided to come into the retail side of the industry, it was because I was traveling around the country with Honda at the time watching how dealers were making an impact on their associates and their dealerships and how their associates were making the impact on their community. And this moment, I, and I said, this industry is not about cars. It's about people. And and we are so blessed to be in an industry that makes such an impact on people's lives. So I've been saying it in a different way for a long time. And when, when we were starting to really think about who we were as a company back in 2010, as we started to grow, that's when... I probably said a different version of it, which is yes, we are an automotive company, but our culture is all around our people. And that's what we love the most. And it's what wakes me up at night. It gets me excited to be in this industry. So I think that it evolved to what you all put on the sticker nicely over the last couple of years. I probably only say that a couple of years.
1: That's a great, I didn't know the backdrop to that story, except for we heard it, threw it on a shirt, threw it on the stickers, and now every time... Oh, and it's on your
2: shirt right now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's great.
1: And every time somebody sees it, they say, where did you get that? And I always tell them, like, that's Liza Borsche's. Thank you. (laughs) And you can get one at asoda.com." And typically speaking, about 10, 20 minutes later, I'll see an order come up from the website. So... I love it that these shirts from that mentality are starting to kind of pervade
0: across the auto industry. So, you know what I think is really interesting about the two people that we have sitting here, Paul, is they have similar stories in that they are uh, generational dealers where they are multi-generation dealers serving and now women leading these organizations, which is like a wild... actually. I was telling, uh, we, you know, we've been doing interviews all over the floor all day today, and I was like, man, I'm just, I'm looking for like dealer badges, right? You see the color, and I'm like, I'm just trying to find more more women that, that I can just hear their experiences. So I'm like, really excited, I'm like, okay, now we got them two sitting down next to us, right? Like, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience kind of growing up around the industry. And then like, you know, Liza, you just said, like, I wasn't falling in love with it until I found, and what was, what was, was there a moment in time where you were like, okay, fine. Yeah, this is gonna be me.
2: There was a moment in time, actually. And um, you kind of asked two questions. So what was yes. it like growing up in the industry? Yeah. I'm gonna start there. And I think I said this to you the other day, so I might be repeating myself, but I mean, to me, the car business as a kid is literally Christmas dinners, and everybody is sitting around the business table, because it's not the Christmas table, it's the business table talking business, right? <laughs> so then there's the kids' table, and we're, like no one wants to get stuck at the, at the big table, right? And so now that's shifted to where I mean, my whole family's in the car business. So my, all of my cousins, all of us, are now the ones talking business, and the adults are like, "We're sitting at the kids' table."
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we did our so, we did our time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I mean, for me, yes, there was absolutely this this thought like I don't want to have anything to do with the car business. I don't I don't like cars, right? Like I'm not a car person. I can't tell you anything about cars. Um, so I was in Nashville uh, for school. Um, And I was a music business major, so I graduate. It's the recession. There aren't a lot of jobs. It's an
0: obvious path to automotive, by
2: the way. Right. (laughs) It's interesting. I had
0: no clue this story. I'm going to tell you my story here in just a second.
2: (laughs) So I didn't do the best job um, at networking in the music business because I was in college having a lot of fun, and I didn't get the right internships. And I mean, it really was so much about who you know, as life is, right? So I'm finding myself as a graduate um, with a recession, not a lot of not, you know, no job, like nobody in the ind- entertainment industry is hiring because in a recession, entertainment is something that people don't spend as much oh, on. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's getting fired left and right. So I couldn't find a job. So I find myself at a dealership, you know, working in the service department, doing the exact same job I did when I was 14, <laughs> answering phones and, you know, cashiering out a, service moment department. Of, a
1: moment of levity where you're like no? oh. this again, like you look at the phone and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And you
2: know, I felt, I felt I'm licking my chops for a little while. I'm feeling down on myself, but the more that I, and I'd worked there for about a year anyway, I, that's another story. But anyway, I'm at the dealership and I'm just like, I love all of these people. Like I, I love the techs. I love the service advisors. I love my, the crew that I work with cashiering. Like I love everything about everyone. And oh yeah, I loved working in the dealership when I was a kid too. And so I'm out there looking for jobs and I'm like, why am I looking for jobs? Like I, this is what I love. Like Uh, I, yeah, so I do love this. So I actually, I had worked in the office with the CFO and I walked into her one day and I said, okay, like, this is what I'm going to do. Like I'm going to be in the car business. Um, You guys are building a new Toyota store and I know you're going to separate GMC. So do you need, do you need a finance manager?
0: Like I'm cashiering in the service department. I'm like, (laughs) you need a finance manager? She's like,
2: yeah, we probably do. So Because I had built that relationship with her when I worked for her in the office, I mean... it's just, I talked my way into it. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. So what a I wound story. up at that
2: store for like 10 years. I was there for nine and a half years and then finally moved home. But I knew in that moment in the service department okay, this is my life.
0: That's amazing. So, just real quick, short story I was a church music major, didn't network well in the music industry, and started <laughs> selling cars. And here I am 13 and a half years later. That's so, great. yeah, that's wild. That's really wild. So, we're
1: heading into um, a year of change. Right, And I feel like we've been saying that every year, but I think we have enough stability now to at least say we can kind of strategically push forward into the change instead of just being ready to react to whatever crazy thing happens next. Uh, I'll say that and hope that that stays true for right. 60 days at least. <laughs> but but as we do that, um, everybody at the show and everybody in general, the conversations we have are around, like, what is the one trajectory we can take that, like, we should focus on, and there's variation, right? Different dealers, different groups, different sizes. But I'd love to hear both of your opinions on that. In 2023, what is one lane of focus that you think is the most critical lane? Um, well, we'll go Jennifer first.
2: Well, it's interesting because you've already used the word, like my, my word for 2023 is literally focus, right? Because we, we have had a couple years that have been a boom and we've been kind of shift and pivot. We've been, okay, let's try this, let's try this, let's try that. And it's almost gotten to the point where, in you know, in my store and in in, in in my market, we just need to get back to the details, to the processes, to the to the things that make us successful, right? And it's just, I don't know, we've we've lost some focus. So, you know, we the used car market is going to normalize. Like we haven't been very good at used cars. I'm I'm just going to throw this out there. We let a lot of inventory age. We, we sat back, let a lot of inventory age, and then the last two months, we've looked back and said,
0: oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. we
2: know what we're supposed to do, right? We know that we're supposed to turn them within, I mean, I, I like them gone within 90 days, right? We want a 30-day turn. We 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 need to price them correctly, right? I mean, the simplest thing. Basics. Yeah.
1: yeah so just fundamentals focus. of the game.
2: Yeah. I think there was a lot of discussion
3: yesterday about what do we need to do to go back to the basics, and then combine that with new innovative ways of doing business exactly. as margins are going to potentially change this year? Um, I think there's there's two things that I'll mention if that's okay. One, uh, tagging on to your thoughts about the used car business, we've actually discussed that we need to focus on 30 day time periods that we need to be buying and selling used cars within that same 30 day period because I do think that 2023 is going to be another roller coaster of used car values. There's there's so many. Um, I think outside uh, levers that could be pulled that are going to create that roller coaster. So we're focusing on a 30 day period buy and sell in the same 30 days and get significantly better internally within our group um, of making sure that at the end of that 30 days, does that car need to be priced correctly and put on a different lot? Does it need to be wholesaled? Uh, What is the outlet? But at 30 days, it's got to, got to go somewhere we were always at a 70 to 90 day mentality and we are bringing that significantly down yeah the second thing though and you mentioned your word uh focus we do the one word practice for the year as well And my word this year is depth and kyle actually came down and spent time with our team in january and one of our biggest goals this year is to create deeper stronger fewer relationships with our vendor partners um, and really evaluating everybody who we do business with. And, and Kyle helped walk us through this. What problem are they solving? What, Who in our company needs to be the champion in owning that relationship? What does success look like to that partner? What does success look like to us? How do we measure it? And so really going deeper into the relationships we have in this industry and making sure we're getting everything out of them and we're giving everything to them that we need to because... I think that as we go forward, we've got to be even sharper um, around our marketing and our technology.
2: Yeah.
1: How about that same question, but from focusing on people since we started there, kind of coming full circle, picking a lane when it comes to people specifically, what would you say is a primary area area of focus with with thinking in the, the people lane?
2: I think training, I mean, so again, like- uh, Very
1: closely together, right? uh, Yeah. Back to basics. Just kind of pouring in. spending time with people, helping develop them.
2: Exactly. I found myself over the last three or four weeks spending so much more dedicated time one-on-one, again, used cars. I mean, that is just where we've been, but I have sat, you know, side by side. We're sending people, so we use NCM as, as training. We have a subscription. We send people through their used car program. I mean, we send people through lots of programs- um so really just making sure that we're pouring in to make sure that we have you know we're we're working our processes we're training those processes we've been working on um again focus process manuals at least um in my Hyundai store we we have um a process manual for sales and service like and if we have a process we document it so that helps with training because then okay this is what we do it's black and white and if we need to shift it we'll shift it we'll take it out we'll adjust it and we'll you know put a new one in but we're trying to get really focused and pour in with training. So, um, I think there are three things that we're doing on the people side this year. Um, the first,
3: when we talk about training, we have a lot of people, especially on our sales teams, who've just joined us in the last three years. And they've never done business in an environment where it's not taking an order and selling it sticker. Where it was actually sales. So we have gone back and started looking at what were the basics of sales training that we haven't been focusing on. But also there's some good habits that we've picked up in the last three years that we actually need to be incorporating into our future sales training. So we've really revamped how we're training salespeople starting in January of 2023. The second thing is the investment in our apprentice technician program. Um, We invested about a half million dollars last year in uh, this this program to build the next generation of technicians. And we are doubling down on that this year. One of the things that um, we've done from a recruiting standpoint so we actually are, have a storefront in the mall that is CMA all about what a career path being a technician means in our industry and specifically to us. Wow, and I so love we built it. this out. It opens in a couple weeks.
0: What?
1: And we need, um, pictures. We yes, need pictures. Yes. I would love
3: to send some pictures. So uh, significant investment in that next level of technicians. And then I think the final piece in our people is around how, when we're recruiting, attracting and recruiting we're looking at new assessment tools that haven't been normal in the automotive industry because I think that um, too often we always say if someone doesn't succeed in our company, it's usually our fault for hiring them wrong or our fault for training them wrong. And we have noticed that that hiring piece, we've got to get sharper. And, you know, we, we said here are the interview questions, but we've learned that there are a lot of other ways to assess the skill set and and even... Core value matching and, and things like that. So we're, we're revamping the types of tools we're using in our recruiting process.
0: Well, Liza Jennifer, it's been really fun talking to you, getting to know some backstories on some stories, seeing where you're headed, realizing you're not alone in your career path, and realizing that there's other people <laughs> that have failed at the music failed industry music and gone straight to cars. cars. I mean, I right, stop yeah. telling
2: people that because that's what people like key onto when I get presented somewhere. What did they say yesterday? 40 under 40. She faced the music and headed back home. I'm like, oh, no. i gotta oh, no! got to stop telling people I had a failed music <laughs> career. That's, <laughs> that's kind of a fun introduction, actually. Yeah,
3: it that's was. great. great. It was creative. Yes. It was. Well, it was. thanks for
0: hanging out with us. It's been a pleasure. And, and uh, congrats and, and continued success to both of you this year. Thank,
2: thank, thank you guys. for having us.
0: Thank you for listening to In the Dirt with a Soda. We love the automotive industry and the people who make it run day in and day out. We would love to connect with you more through our daily dose of fun, a free email that you can sign up for at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U dot com. We put our heart and soul into it every day. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more conversations in the dirt with Asotu.